I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiberfueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant U, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fair for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing. We're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. All right, I got news for you. The long-awaited day is finally here. And for those of you who have been listening and following the podcast since day one, you know that Joe Inga, our Bronx firefighter, has come an enormously long way to be towing up at the starting line today. In six months, he has figured out how to navigate eating plant strong and staying plant strong in what I would consider the most hostile environment on the planet, which is a firehouse, where he is surrounded by foods that are off plan and a crew of guys who are less than enthused about his food choices. So I've got to give Joe major kudos. It has been super exciting to coach and and watch Joe from the sidelines as he's grown and matured and, and now ultimately decided to own this plant strong lifestyle now before i share the actual triathlon with you today i want to invite you to drop in on a recent conversation that i had with a a plant strong brother his name is james lightning wilkes and he and i talk about protein and specifically what this lifestyle does and eating this way Um, can do to fuel your performance and I think it will help explain to you a little bit why Joe and for all of you at home why you're able to do a a triathlon a 5k a marathon and and recover so well for those of you that that don't know James is the producer of the much anticipated upcoming film The Game Changers it is going to launch Uh, globally in over 2,000 theaters on Monday, September 16th, and um, it is going to (laughs) be nothing short of a game changer. James is a former MMA fighter turned plant-strong crusader, and as you're going to see in the film, 
He discovered the truth about plants while he was recovering from two knee injuries that took him out of the ring for several months. And what he learned launched him on a quest to expose the most dangerous myth on the planet. And in the process, James has become one of the greatest experts on protein and the power of plants in the world. Let's listen in. I think that um, one of the things that you address, uh, it's probably the primary thing, is what I think you, you guys have dubbed the world's most dangerous myth. What is the world's most dangerous myth? Well, the, I think the underlying myth, the most dangerous myth, is real men eat meat. Because there's all these myths above that, like you, know, you need meat for protein or to be strong or to be healthy. Um, but especially in that male demographic, that real men eat meat myth is is really strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at your your background as a mixed martial artist, uh, probably one of the most masculine, s- subliminal, you know, face to face combat sports. And here you are, you you get injured, and now you go on the search for the truth in nutrition, following I think some of the principles that you learned from <clears throat> from Bruce Lee. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, he was always in search for truth in combat, which was I was um, sort of on the same path, right? And his philosophy was research your own experience, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is specifically your own. Um, so rather than just listening to, and this is what I used to do, is I'd listen to um, what was written about in bodybuilding magazines or fitness magazines or online. Um, you've really got to cut through all of that and start looking at the research. And when you look at the research, it's really quite clear um, especially in the sort of last 10 to 15 years, there's been a better understanding of um, the components that are in animal foods that are bad for you and the components in plant foods that are beneficial. Um, it's really very clear that a, a plant-based diet is optimal, not just for health, but also for athletic performance. Mm-hmm. I think one of, the, one of the great sayings I heard originally from you was, you know, you got to drop the, the, the bro science, right? The, right. That you're going to hear at the gym. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear all sorts of stuff at the gym, but that's just, again, that's stuff people have read online and then, you know, it just gets uh, perpetuated in the gyms. So what, what's bro science? What are some of the things that uh, these guys in the gyms are, are being told? Well, the, one of the biggest things, obviously, is, you know, how much protein you need. But more specifically, it's like, where do you get your protein from? And there's this really strong myth and this bro science that you have to get protein from animal foods. Whereas in reality, you know, all protein originates in plants. Animals are just the middlemen. And basically, animals are doing you a disservice. They're taking all of those beneficial nutrients that you could be getting, and in return, they're giving you all of these inflammatory molecules. So it's all about the package, right? You can get protein in animal foods. You can get a protein in plant foods, the original source. But the package which it comes with, you know, fiber, folate, um, these antioxidants, Versus in animal foods, you've got these inflammatory compounds like uh, TMAO yeah. and uh, AGEs, new 5GC, all these things that we're starting to learn about in these last sort of 10, 15 years in the literature. Right. Hem iron. He might, yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, you the, say hem, I say heme. Hem, <laughs> hem. Uh, yeah, so in the last, um, you know, we're starting to realize that, that, that even the heme iron itself is inflammatory. Um, and even uh, the animal protein, the amino acid profile of animal foods, is also deleterious. Yeah, I think I think what is so fascinating to me is that in America, 
we've had the discussion about good fats, bad fats. We've had the discussion about good carbs, you know, kind of bad carbs. But really what's never been put on the table is good protein, bad protein. It's just like, well, you know, protein, you can't get enough of it. The only way to get it is from animal products, right. dairy products. And it's like, that, that's why to me it is truly the world's most dangerous myth because everybody's convinced that, you know, if um, if I don't get enough protein, I'm going to wither up, I'm going to die in the vine, uh, or I'll be hospitalized for protein deficiency. And you, I mean, you guys delve into that in a beautiful way yeah, in the film. It's, it's not just that, that, that protein element. It's that when you start eating like that, you're eating obviously the animal foods, which are the leading causes of death in this country, in the Western world, are primarily due to what people are eating. So it's not just the protein, I mean, it's that package and everything that people are eating. So the leading causes of death in, in the Western world are primarily caused by what people eat, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's killing more people than anything else. And it's also you know really bad for the planet and also all the animals that are dying as well. So it really is the world's most dangerous myth. I could not be more excited about the Game Changers film. I know it is going to move the needle in helping people wake up to what is marketing hype and what is factual. If you think about Joe and the overhaul that he has done in his life, the idea of training for any athletic feat seemed virtually impossible at the beginning of his journey. He had zero energy. He had tried and failed numerous times to adopt a regular fitness regime in the past, but he would either injure himself or he'd be so sore for a week or more that he would then abandon the idea and, and move on. But during our time together, he was able to consistently put one foot in front of the other and his fuel source was so clean and planned strong that he has not had, had any setbacks along the way and his recovery time has been accelerated immensely. So when thinking about Joe's experience, I want you to now imagine professional athletes. If Joe can train and get stronger and recover faster while on a plant-strong diet, just think what that could mean for these professional athletes. Well, wait until you see the Game Changers because we show on the big screen real, impactful, and visual results with some pretty reluctant experimental subjects, including pro football players, and with my help, a group of New York City firefighters from Brooklyn. Now, let's turn this over to James and hear what he has to say about what he's learned about blood circulation and how it's affected by what we eat. Another thing to me that was so brilliant about the way you laid out the Game Changers was what you did with these NFL athletes, mm -hmm. the, the receivers for the, at the time, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And you were able to show again what can happen with your blood in uh, just after eating a, a, a meat-based meat meal versus a veggie-based meal. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, <clears throat> so that, you know, you can draw the blood after a meal and um, separate it out using a centrifuge. And uh, it's called postprandial lipemia, which just means fat in the blood after eating. Yeah. And uh, you can really see a difference. You know, when the 
when there's not much fat in the blood, it sort of looks more like olive oil when you separate it out. And when there's uh, fat in the blood, it looks much more like Elmer's glue. You know, so um, so one's translucent and, right. and one you can't see through. Exactly. And so with the animal-based foods, you can see, you know, within an hour or so, and again, lasting up to six or eight hours, you can see that the um, the plasma in the blood, when you separate out the red blood cells from the plasma, very uh, sort of cloudy. And when that happens, you're reducing your endothelial function. Uh, it's been shown by up to 50% on ultrasound. You can actually see reduction of, um, you know, the art- arteries aren't, dilating and not opening as much which means less blood which therefore means less oxygen less nutrients to the muscles and all the organs in the body so you're just not functioning as well right right and plant-based the meals don't have that effect and the doctor that helped you with that was dr robert vogel who's the the co-chairman he's the co-chair of the uh, cardiovascular uh, committee on uh, cardiovascular health yeah. right right i mean uh, again incredibly powerful scene and uh and just will open up, I think, people's eyes tremendously. Another thing that we did, and, and this was you know, utilizing uh, myself, is we went into a firehouse, right? Right. In, uh, in New York City. And I think we had about 35, 35 New York City firefighters. And we wanted to show them what happened with their weight, their blood pressure, and their lipid panel in just seven days. Right. And you've been getting those sorts of results over and over again, right? And outside of that, it's just keeps replicating itself you go plant-based for a week you're eating those whole plant-based foods um, and you're seeing a drop in ldl you're seeing a drop in total cholesterol improved blood pressure dropping triglycerides it's just you know so if you didn't if the experiments hadn't been done and it hadn't been tested you would think it's almost unbelievable to happen in such a short period of time it's amazing how your body has the ability to heal itself and operate much better when you're putting in the right fuel. Mm-hmm. So why um, did you and, and Joseph and Louis decide that you know doing this with a bunch of firefighters would be good for the film? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a great group of, you know, there's this real many meat myth, you know, like we talked about before. And, uh, you know, so firefighters, athletes, soldiers, those types of people, um, you know, they're traditional sort of male role models. And so we thought it'd be a good group and you you were um you know going out to uh, to give that talk and put them on that trial we thought this would be a great thing to film and i think it uh, it worked out really well yeah yeah well i was honored to be part of it thank you for that firefighters athletes military personnel these are some of our modern day superheroes men and women that we that we all look up to and in working with firefighters like joe inga we have the chance to truly help our frontline emergency responders rescue themselves from chronic Western diseases that in some cases are are paralyzing these professionals. We want them to learn to become heart attack proof. And that's important, especially with firefighters, since it's the number one cause of in the line of duty deaths for firefighters, because they are super deserving and they more than just about anyone need to be in the best physical shape of their lives. Now, I've talked about this in the past, but when you call 911 because the french fries have hit the fan, you don't expect some Tom, you know, Dick or Harry to come rescue you. You want a Olympic gold medalist superhero that can jump buildings in a single bound, right? That's what you want. And to me, Joe has come on his own hero's journey this season, 
and he's about to cross one of the biggest finish lines of his life. Now, let's pick up as Joe and I connect the morning of the race, and he's not feeling so well. I did not sleep well last night. I couldn't even eat this morning. I was like all sick to my stomach and that's okay. As soon as nervous and I know, I know, I've been there. Been there a lot. I've never <laughs> felt like this before. Like I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Well, you know what? You're gonna use all that that terrifiedness and all that energy, right? To get through this. It is go time. Let me set the stage for you here so you can visually get an idea. So the whole family just got done eating breakfast. We had big bowl with oat milk and berries and bananas. And then we we headed down uh, right in front of the, the White Homestead House for a course preview that I gave everyone. And then after that, we meandered down to the starting line of the triathlon that was at the beach of the pond. And of course, my mother was lined up right in front as part of a swim relay. Unfortunately, my father is nursing a slight shoulder injury. Otherwise, he'd be right in the thick of things uh, during the bike leg of the triathlon. Of course, my siblings and their spouses are all in there as well. And the kids are chomping at the bit to, uh, to get after it. And they range in age from Hope, which is my youngest, who is five, up to my oldest niece, Flynn, who is 25. And though this event was more organized than most of our family get-togethers, this one was, was special because it was in an honor of Joe Inga. But this really isn't that unusual for us. So, for example, every Labor Day, we host the Pepper Ridge Labor Day Olympics, which is uh, where we grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. And we spend three days competing in every crazy contest you can imagine from tennis, swimming, relays, three-legged races, egg toss, softball, volleyball, cornhole. The list is varied and very, very long. So this triathlon, in many ways, is par for the course and is just another event where we share some friendly grit and we gut it out together. And, you know, these are the memories that I hope that my kids will hold on to and will help forge their character going forward. You guys, everybody, welcome. Welcome to the first annual Esselstyn Plant Strong Triathlon at the Esselstyn Family Farm. This is in honor of the Esselstyn Light, Plant Strong Lifestyle. It's in honor of Joe Inga, uh, the culmination of the last six months. And let me just give you a little preview of the course. So we're going to start on the beach, right? We're going to go around the raft, and then it's a straight shot right to the platform. I prefer if you get out on the mat. It will make, it's kind of exciting getting out on the mat. You don't have to. I actually am gonna have my shoes set up right at the end of the, the mat so I can put my shoes on there to make the run to the bikes. Do whatever you want. The bikes are gonna go out the backyard and you're gonna make a sharp right at the very, very end, go up the trail to the white garage house 
and then you're going to make a sharp left. Look at, there's pink arrows in the ground and pink markers on a lot of the trees that mark the bike course. And it is about a 2.2 mile loop. We just drove it this morning. Um, there are two big hills that you may need to walk up. Don't be embarrassed if you have to walk up it, right? There are several sections that are insanely rooty and rocky and um, where you may want to get off your bike and, and, and walk, especially if you don't have full suspension. So you're gonna come in the same way you went out, come, uh, come down the backyard, get your running stuff on, you're gonna go out, and instead of making the right like you did on the bike, you can go straight out. Gene Stone will be there letting you know where to be. And then you're gonna go left and it's around the tank house hill. When you come back to where the tank house is, you gotta go up, up the tank house hill, go around the new tree that has been planted there. And then you come back down, you make a right, and then you come in where Gene Stone will be standing again. If you need sus sustenance on the course, we've gotten permission from Hyatt to take all the tomatoes you want out of their garden. And the transition area is the badminton court. That's where all the transition area stuff takes place. I think this will take somewhere between 50 minutes to an hour and 40. And we got great cloud cover right now. It's the perfect time to, uh, to start. So we head over to the beach. Hey everybody, one minute and counting. One minute and counting. Everybody needs to be out of the water. Joe, Scott, no false starts. Susie, 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. And we're off. Here's a snippet right from the race course, after the swim, after the bike, while Joe was coming through the run looking really strong. Woo! <laughs> Let's go, baby, roar! <laughs> Here it comes, let's go! out there yeah it did real quick yeah real quick <laughs> yeah I was like man I feel like I got all my bunker gear on and I'm you just you just it's so humid. it's not an easy trail at all oh no 
it's very it, it, it's very deceiving. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> now I go back to the firehouse and I'll be like, yeah, I did the triathlon, guys. Oh, how far was it? A 350 meter swim, two and a half mile bike, and a mile and a half run. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. They have no idea. He did it. Joe totally nailed it. I am so proud of this man. Bravo. I want you to know that we have compiled footage of this entire weekend for you. So be sure to head over to our website, planstrongpodcast.com, if you want to see Joe cross the finish line, as well as compete in the swim, the bike, and the run legs of this triathlon. We're also going to share it across all of our social media channels on both Engine 2 and Rip Esselstyn. Now, after we all got cleaned up, we met on the back porch for a delicious plant strong lunch, and we celebrated everyone's accomplishments uh, for finishing the triathlon. You'll hear from my mother, Anne, and everyone else's comments on the big event. Maybe so should we should we talk about the triathlon for a second? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, so in the kids division, I want to thank Sophie, Hope, Georgie, and Gavin. You guys like did fantastic. Um, where are you? Where's Sophie? Where's Hope? Hope. Yes. Yes. I am the only one who saw the winner of the children's division come in. I was standing, oh, Susie and I. And we saw her, we saw Sophie running all the way down across the field. And she was alone. And she was amazing runner, amazing. Way to go, Sophie. Teddy, you get the like, uh, tenacious award. You had a broken chain at the bottom of the second hill, and you ran it in. Incredible. Um, who else? Kryle? What'd you think? How was it? I I should have prepared more. <laughs> yeah. And then I wanna I wanna give a little award to uh, to Joe. Right, Joe. You you surpassed all of my expectations, and um, you know. You were hurling at the end because you pushed it so hard. So on behalf of um, the Plant Strong Podcast, the Plant Strong Podcast and Nutramilk, we have a Nutramilk machine for you, my man, to make all of your Plant Strong Milks. All right. So, I saw that at our house, and I thought Thank you it's, a pretty, it's a pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, for this weekend has been unbelievable, and I surpassed my own expectations this weekend. So, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Here is one last conversation with Joe about the big day. I I am just so excited and happy and proud of this guy. Go, Joe! So, Joe, we came, we saw, we conquered. 
Uh, I like the Ghostbusters version a little bit better. That's we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. So I know I know we've talked about it, but let's talk about it one more time. Was it was it all that you expected it to be, or it was a lot uh, harder than I expected it to be? But it was fun doing it anyway. And the swim, the bike, and the run. Uh, what was the what was the most difficult for you? Uh, it was it was the reverse of what I was expecting. So I was expecting the swim to be the most difficult, the bike to be the easiest, and the run to be middle of the road. And it turned out that the swim was the easiest, <laughs> and the bike was the hardest, and the run was the middle of the road. So. And um, it was hot out there. Yeah. Probably with the heat index, I'd say it was probably in the high 80s, low 90s. I can tell you, I was like, get me done with this thing. Uh, I can't imagine you because you, you were out there, you know. <sighs> I was <I'm> drenched. <laughs> the whole time I looked like I came out of the pond. Yeah. Yeah. But we had, we had a good uh, 15 people, I think, you know, towing the starting line there for the, the beach start. Um, it was for, for a little backyard triathlon, I thought it had a lot of excitement and a lot of, uh, adventure to it. Yeah, it, de it definitely did. You, you, you beat some people out of the water. How did that feel? You know what? I wanted to hang back, but I just got into such a rhythm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't break my rhythm to, you know, to slow down. I had to, I had to peel away. You're not slowing so, down for anybody. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, because I knew I would struggle if I, if I stopped the pace I was at. So yeah, I, I had to just keep going. You gonna do another triathlon? Not a full blown one, but I'll do another one of these again. Okay, so next year, you'll come back. Yeah, definitely. And then what's what's next on your agenda as far as uh, athletic competitions? You got anything? I'm doing a Spartan race with the wife next weekend. Wow. At West Point, so. It's going to be at the military base, which is actually pretty cool. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, where does this accomplishment fall for you in, in relation to some of the other accomplishments that you've had in life? I'd say it, it, it's comparable to being to when I first became sober and I started doing really well because I was in a dark place then. I was in a dark place before I started this. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the anything is possible zone. So... Uh, you know, when I first quit drinking, I took up art, artwork and stuff like that. That took me places. And then, you know, then I started to fall into a lull. And then this took over. And now I'm doing triathlons and Spartan races. <laughs> so I well, can't wait to see what's next. And also, you know, from talking to you and your wife and, and your, even your, your, your dad, it sounds like you're, you're a better husband. You're a better father. And you're better at kind of loving My yourself. personality is, yeah. is night and day. I had no personality. I was so grumpy and nasty and moody all the time. The kids wanted to play. I'd be like, no, go away. Like, I'm tired. Leave me alone. You know, and then now, yeah, no problem. And, what do, you, and, and yeah. what do you think is, I mean, what's at the core of that, <clears throat> that, that switch? Just the feeling better, I think. Mm -hmm. Because when I was always groggy, it seemed like when I was groggy and I didn't get sleep at work because of what I was eating, I felt way more tired. Now, the way I'm eating, if I don't get any sleep at work or the day before a triathlon, I could still get through it. Yeah. You know, like, it just seemed like everything, all those aspects were amplified beforehand. So, well, I want to thank you 
for being a hero for yourself. And I want to thank you for being a hero for anyone that's out there that thinks they can't go plant-based, they can't be plant-strong, or they can't be a triathlete, or they can't do a Spartan race, or they can't do a 5K or a 10K. Because you're, you are living proof that you can do whatever you set your I mind I went from to. death's door to doing a triathlon in six months. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. I think it cool. is too. Way to go, my plant strong right. brother. Thank you. Thank you. What's next for me? Well, the Engine 2 team is preparing for a couple big adventures. First, we're heading to New York City for the premiere of The Game Changers. Please be sure to visit GameChangersMovie.com and get your tickets for the September 16th worldwide premiere. I'll be sure to share the link in our show notes today as well. Then I'll be headed to Pittsburgh for a very special Heart of the Hero campaign that we're doing where we're going to be working with 200 public safety workers and their families on a seven-day rescue challenge, including before and after results. So stay tuned for some exciting updates from the Steel City. It's promising to be epic. Then I'll be heading to Sedona, Arizona for our immersion at the Mago Retreat Center. It's one of my favorite events of the year where we really get to know a small group of people who come together with one common goal, and that's to be better. This year, we'll be spending five days in the Red Rock Mountains, and believe it or not, we actually have a few extra spots available if you want to join us. Give our events team a a phone call at 512-815-3322 and learn more Or you can visit Engine2.com and click on events. This retreat kicks off on September 30th, 2019. But don't worry if for some reason those dates don't work. We'll be announcing our 2020 retreats very soon. I want to thank Nutramilk for their support this season and for gifting Joe the best finish line prize ever. Now, Joe can make his own plant-based milk at home in two minutes flat and set his day off on the right foot. He can also make nut butters that are to absolutely die for. And when you're training hard like he was, there's no better treat than some warm homemade nut butter on some whole grain toast. Visit thenutramilk.com and type in the code PLANTSTRONG to receive a $50 discount and free shipping on your purchase. I want to thank you for listening to the Plant Strong podcast. I also want you to know how much I have enjoyed and loved being the host for these podcasts and allowing me to expand and grow in ways that I that I never dreamed were possible. And I want you to know, we're, we're not completely done yet. We have two bonus episodes that we'll be sharing in the next couple of weeks. One where I, I talk very candidly about my pursuit of the, the world record in the men's 200-meter backstroke uh, for, for age 55 to 59. And another one where I have a very, very informal bedside chat with my parents one early 
morning at the, at the farm. Um, and of course, stay tuned as we prepare to launch season two of the Plant Strong podcast, which will be coming very soon. Thank you again for, for coming along on this ride with me and for all of your emails, your reviews, and your comments. I, I want you to know that, that I and the Engine 2 team, we read each and every one of them. And I want to thank you wholeheartedly for embracing this, this podcast. And I am so glad that it's been helpful. I want to thank my co-creator of the podcast, Scott Battisill of 10% Media, Lori Kordowich, producer extraordinaire and director of Engine 2 Events, Amy Mackey, Engine 2's curator of creative content, Wade Clark with Bumble Media, our audio engineer, and Carrie Barrett for technical production. I have to thank my parents, Ann and Essie, who have been such guiding lights and inspirations over the years, as well as the great pioneers of this movement who have been pushing this boulder up the mountain. As they say, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. Remember, if you're digging the show, please rate us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, let me say, peace, engine two, Keep it plant strong.